Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. At dinner, Nick is wearing a turtleneck sweater. <laughs> like a It's fluffy... a very intense turtleneck. It is so unflattering. <laughs> and I just can't with it. Like, Nick, what are you doing? This is the fantasy suite. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. Knock, knock. You'll never guess who it is. It's Claire and Emma, and we're here to talk about The Bachelor again. Just like old times. Isn't it crazy to be back here again together talking about reality TV? Uh, sure. And today we're having a tough conversation. A tough conversation about an episode of The Bachelor that was only an hour long. Thanks a lot, When We Rise. Okay, to be fair, it was very inspiring. But uh, we might need to crack open the whiskey now to have any hope of getting through three hours of Bachelor next week. ABC, why do you do this to us? Ugh, this definitely feels like a whiskey moment. It's just the two of us today. Uh, I know, you're all very thrilled. So (laughs) let's dive right in. (laughs) So this Andy and Nick conversation. I kind of like seeing them together. It's kind of it, like there. I feel that there's still an attraction there, but they also hate each other, and yeah. it's really kind of enjoyable. It's <laughs> like there's still that frisson between them. <laughs> like there's an energy. Yeah, but it's conveyed through like discomfort. nasty glances <laughs> and like mutual mutual discomfort. Yeah. I, I was glad Andy went right for the whiskey. Like when he offered her the wine or whiskey, I was like, girl, <laughs> there's. This is obviously time for hard liquor. Yeah, she was like, I need to be drunk as quickly as possible. Fair. Um, And Nick kept saying things like, the last time we were in a hotel room together. You dumped me. They were just taking the most, these digs at each other in this lighthearted way. He's like, you dumped me in a hotel. She's like, you can fuck any of the women. Yeah. (laughs) He he was like, I don't know, maybe. And she was like, but you are, though. You are. Also, she's not wrong. Yeah. Uh, So basically, they're here to have a conversation that that ABC just always has when they can. This was better than most. There was more content to it because they have a more uh, publicly fraught history. Um, 
Whereas when, like, Deanna came back on Jason Mesnick's season, it was sort of like, okay, good, like, good luck out there. There was nothing for them to resolve. Yeah, at least they had an actual conversation. And and I do appreciate that The Bachelor has just fully leaned into talking about sex at this point. Andy had her little moment of, like, you should sleep with whoever you want to. Yeah, that was her feminist <laughs> rant. This is the feminism of The Bachelor. Uh, yeah, it summed it up quite <laughs> quite nicely. <laughs> uh, and that's kind of like Nick's motto about sex, too, is, like, adults can have sex, and yeah, who cares? I, Why I be ashamed? I actually think, ultimately, despite the, you know— after the final rose moment, Nick and Andy actually look at sex in a fairly similar way. Yeah. Um, and I think that, as Andy said, she heard him and then he sort of lashed out. And he was very hurt that she sort of brushed aside what he thought their relationship was. And he said some things. Which we know which now. Which we will never forget. No. But we also <laughs> know now that that entire dynamic was sort of mucked up by how much Josh resented Nick. So, like, after reading Andy's book, it just—the whole thing made more sense. Yeah. It was um, very revealing immediately, like, why she would feel so uncomfortable even being friendly to Nick. Right. Um, And also, um, this entire exchange took place at the William Vale Hotel in Williamsburg, and they just really made sure to get all of the skyline shots— Just it's a beautiful area. Yeah. Everyone comes stay near Emma in the William Vale Hotel. <laughs> I assume uh, the hotel rooms there are ludicrously expensive. They look ludicrously yeah. expensive. Um, so Andy basically asks Nick, like, if he's going to have sex with any of the women. He's like, I don't know. I want it Maybe to work. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't because I've been just, like, fucking whoever. And how's that worked out for me? Um, but Andy makes a solid bid for becoming intimate with the women. Um, and then he says, you know, I have four smart, great, strong women here. And she's like, and they stayed. So it's towards the beginning. (laughs) And she's like, I had to give you shit. Yeah, she loved that part. I, I kept looking at how uncomfortable she looked during the conversation and being like, how much did ABC have to pay her to do to this? Do this. They probably were like, we promise you'll get a formal apology for after the final rose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she really had to bring that up. Um, she said, you know, do you ever regret saying, why did you make love to me if you weren't in love with me? And he sort of phrases it in a weird way because he's like, well— I guess what I'm sorry for is, and it's like, no, just say sorry for just that. Say sorry. Just say just sorry. Say sorry. Um, he's sorry for like the pain it caused her and that she had to keep dealing with it, which, like, sure. But you could have just said, yes, I regret yes, it. Yes, I am sorry. I regret it. Uh, and then he also made, you know, a little, he alluded a little that, you know, maybe he'll dump all 30 women, which yeah. he won't. We know that it's just like ABC. Wanting to create a little bit more tension. And Nick is not, like, comfortable mouthing the Bachelor platitudes, like, when he's being prompted. I'm sure I see my wife here. Yeah, he he doesn't want to be like, I know that this journey is leading me to my wife. I see my wife in this group of women. He's not the guy who's going to say that. So he'll say, I'm not going to get just engaged just because I'm the Bachelor, but then she'll say, but do you think it's going to work? And he's like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, actually, I'll— 
I'll definitely get engaged just because I'm the bachelor. Yeah, I definitely will. They're not going to let me go on Dancing with the Stars, so I'm not engaged. Oh, yeah. Uh, how do we feel about that little announcement that, that just came out? I don't— Seems early. It does seem early. Uh, but, they, like, everything is early this season. I know. They just don't care. They're like, we're done with next season. We've moved on to Dancing with the Stars and The Bachelorette. I mean, honestly, I don't watch Dancing with the Stars. Neither do I. Unless Rick Perry did some sort of salsa that I can watch a <laughs> clip of later. And I do that all the time now that he is the Secretary of Energy. Um, but I just don't really watch it, so I don't care who goes on it. But that it did raise some interesting drama because Caitlin tweeted. Well, Whitney tweeted, you know, pointing out rightly, Whitney, mm-hmm. who Chris Sewell's uh, former fiance, um, tweeted, you know, pointing out why why is it always a bachelor that gets this gig? And, and to be fair, going on Dancing with the Stars, I believe, is quite lucrative. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's why— I mean, which, like, no shame. Yeah. That's why people want to do it. It's, like, another opportunity to kind of do this fun thing. You get paid quite handsomely per episode, especially the farther you make it. And she's like, why does The Bachelorette never get this gig? Why is it always The Bachelor? Like, I I wanted to see Caitlin Bristow shake her tail feather, and they're pretty close. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Caitlin responded saying, actually, I was offered it, had the contract, and Mike Fleiss told me I wasn't allowed. He said he didn't want people wanting fame after his show— thinking emoji. Yeah. That seems like a really ludicrous reason because yeah, that's true that's insane. Yeah. And it does come off as weird that that women have been sort discouraged. of discouraged. And I mean Andy has wrote about considering going on Dancing with the Stars and then didn't because Josh was uncomfortable with it, which is a whole other kettle of fish. So it's just a theme of these these men yeah, standing like, in the way of a great opportunity, like yeah, dancing seventeen hours a day for money. Well, also Caitlyn's season would have been, I guess, right after Chris Souls, and his relationship with Whitney sort of notoriously did not survive Dancing with the and Stars. Sean Lowe even discusses in his book that he and Catherine almost didn't make it through Dancing with the Stars. It sounds like it's just sort of a weird moment because the lead is spending. A ton of time doing the show, a ton of time with whoever their dancing partner is. Yeah. And it's also right on the heels of, like, when they the, pu- the couple can be public for the first time. But I time. think if anyone was going to make it through, it would be Sean and Caitlin. Like, he'd be right. like, yeah, let's move to L.A. Like, I'll start my own, like, consulting fitness well, also, business. And- Caitlin's actually a dancer. So yeah. it would have been really fun to watch her. Maybe that means that she doesn't count. Like, she's she's a dancer already <laughs> and it's supposed to be about amateur stars amateur stars they dancing. look like professional gymnasts and figure skaters That's, on there okay listen <laughs> semantics okay. Um. well yeah so Nick is on uh, Dancing with the Stars which I don't know to me good for him I think this is something he's wanted to do for a while he's gonna be able to keep Corinne in those fancy furs that we know <laughs> she loves <laughs> I just I I do think it'll put a strain on whatever relationship he has, just because it seems to do that. Yeah. No, it probably will. And also, I won't watch. So um, Right. But so uh, I best of luck to him <laughs> in his dancing endeavors. Yes. He's a bit awkward, so it might prov- provide some. Yeah, he's got, like, a lot of, like, long, gangly, yeah. awkward limb to I, I look forward around to the dance floor. him, you know, really being whipped into shape for that. Not that yeah. I'll be watching, but. 
Yeah. Yeah. I expect to see on like Jezebel some some clips queued up for my enjoyment. That's the beauty of the internet. You, <laughs> you don't have to watch the show. Um, so back Andy to the William Vale Hotel. Yes. Andy and Nick kind of wrap things up. She gives him her feminist rant, which is that he can have sex. Do it. The Bachelor is getting super radical this season. And then they apologize to each other for hurting each other. And they hug, and it still kind of seems like they hate each other. But also are still attracted to each other. Yeah. I'm, like, curious whether she really left at that point or, like, <laughs> came back later. Um, so Andy says goodbye. And then we have a rose ceremony. And we've An been getting— An actual rose ceremony. <laughs> which ends up taking, like—it's, like, the the whole heart of the episode, which was because it was so short. Um and we've been getting, like, inter- intercut with Andy and Nick's conversation, shots of the women all wearing coats. It's apparently Because it's quite November. Chilly. It's November in New York City. This is, again, it's right after hometown, so this would be the week before the election. Right. In New York in no- uh, November. It's cold. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, they all look chilly. They're it's all like in the these. the perfect setup, though, because, of course, Corinne wore a huge fur. She looked—they all looked— <laughs> Great, actually. It was just such like it's. I was like, Corinne, like, is definitely just leaning into her role as the blonde socialite. I love it. Yeah. I I loved it. I think they they all. Rachel looked fucking amazing. Green is really her color. I think well, she, everything's her everything's color. her color. But she looked really good in this green dress. Yeah, they I all was very really, into her outfit. They all looked beautiful. They Cor- are all very Corinne nervous. Looked like she was going to some sort of gala benefit. Um, with. $10,000 tables. And hopefully she did right after. She probably did because— um, Honestly, New York is—well, we'll get to this. But New York seems like the best place to be, like, dumped and then have to exit in the, in a limo. There's so many options of places to go. Right. Do you think they would just let her go, though? I don't know. I wish. They're like, she's they like, like, take Listen, me to, straight to the club. We'll we'll drive you to the meatpacking district, <laughs> but only after you have given my us friend, tears. My friend Laura tweeted that. Last night, like, take that limo straight to meatpacking. Seriously. I, like, never see people, like, who look like that in New York unless I happen to be out in, like, the meatpacking district on a weekend. And then I'm like, oh, this is where they keep all the people in furs and stilettos. <laughs> on cobblestones. Yeah. Why? I, it's a bad combination. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they all are very nervous. Vanessa looks like she's going to throw up. She starts crying about how she just doesn't feel special. And it's just the worst feeling. I feel bad because when I step out of it, I can understand why you would feel that way. It's like she might be going insane. But I just I – don't, I don't know. Maybe it's that we just haven't seen enough happiness between her and Nick recently. But, like, yeah. my empathy is waning. Yeah, they haven't shown enough – Good times between them. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, you don't feel. Yeah, you're on for the us to bachelor. be invested in the relationship. I know I'm not invested in anyone. I know. Well, I was only invested in Rachel, and like, thanks right. a lot, guys. Um, but just Vanessa's fragility is becoming sort of a persistent theme. It's like her family concerning. is worried that she's going to fall apart. She's and worried. She, she is falling apart. She, we increasingly seeing her see her fall. Like she's complaining that she doesn't feel special out of the four women. Well, there are four women, so that's kind of the name of the game, right? That's that's what this is. Like she wants to be different from them, and that's not how the show really works. 
Um, and also, it's not how life works. No one is just like separate. Um, but I think her family treats her that way, that she's sort of their special little angel girl. She might be an angel. She might be an angel, <laughs> but like it's, ne- it's never good for people to be so aware of it. No. Um, so the rose ceremony begins with Raven being offered the rose. And at that point, it's pretty clear that Corinne is going home. Yeah. They try to build up this tension as though this was between Corinne and Vanessa. Like, Vanessa's, no. no, I I feel like the whole season is just so predictable at this point. Um, They showed us, you know, a preview even before we got to the rose ceremony of Raven's date. So we're like, okay. Yeah, Raven's Raven's going to Finland. staying. We've previously seen seen Rachel going to Finland, and there was no way Vanessa wasn't making it to top three. So I'm like, okay, I I feel that I know exactly what's going to happen. Corinne's going to go home. Then Rachel's going to go home. It's going to be down to Raven and Vanessa. And unless, like, Nick really throws us all, Vanessa will win. And they're bu- I feel like they're building up this tension and building up all this negative energy around Vanessa to yeah. try to throw the audience kind of the way that they did with um, Lauren and JoJo right. and made JoJo's chemistry with Ben seem so great, even though JoJo he had seemed been like into the fun, like Lauren. the fun, chill girl that he had a good time I just around. think it kind of works again. Like, I'd rather feel like it's obvious who Nick likes and actually believe that he likes someone yeah. than see him pick someone that we've been given nothing to invest in. Right. Like, and Ben kept having those conversations where he would say, oh, everything with Lauren is too perfect. And to the audience, it didn't look that way because all they would show are the few moments where she was upset and he had to reassure her or where he was questioning something about her. So it never rang true as a narrative. Right. Even though from at the beginning, it was so obvious that he liked her best. Yeah. It's like they need to realize that viewers still care about the romance of it. We still want to feel caught up in and I do think, like, I've been hearing a lot that this is a season where you can't care about any of the relationships and where The Bachelor doesn't seem invested. I kind of think that it seems like that every season. Um, I, I don't think I've ever watched a season where people haven't said, like, I'm not as invested in the relationships as I usually am. I don't see it I really. I feel like recently, the last few seasons, it's been more of that. I, I did feel invested in the relationships. Like, I remember with Emily Maynard, once mm-hmm. she got down to the last three, I was like, wow, these guys are all awesome. She likes all of them. Yeah. And, like, honestly, looking back, I'm like, Jeff with 1F actually seems pretty bland, but they made right. their connections seem great. And Ari was great. And Sean was great. Like, she, I felt that by the time it got to the final three. Um, and I also feel like with Sean, he seemed to be, like, very into Catherine and very into Lindsay. Yeah. I mean, I think that this season, Corinne is kind of the odd factor because I've seen a lot of really genuine excitement and natural, like, coupleness between Nick and several of the other top women. But then you can never say, like, oh, he has all these great women left that he feels so strongly about because everyone's like, well, Corinne. I also just think we haven't seen enough of it. Like, I'm not questioning necessarily Nick's investment. It's more the narrative that's been built for us by the producers uh, and by the editing. Like, we just have seen more drama than we have sweet moments, which is why 
Raven's date later on, which we'll get to, was actually nice. Yeah. Um, so Raven gets the first rose, then Rachel, then Vanessa. Um, I did hear a lot of people expected Rachel to go home this week because of the announcement, but we knew she was going to Finland. We'd seen shots right. nothing of that. about this was surprising to me. Yeah, um, Corinne. It looks like is crying before the she, final rose is announced. She knows. Yeah, I think. she just burst into tears. Yeah, I actually I really enjoyed her exit. Her exit I really went, liked went her. a lot of different places. I know, and I en- I honestly enjoyed all of them. Oh my god! So <laughs> I. First, Corinne um, sobbing. Nick takes her out, and she sort of falls, like crumples into him, and is like, "I'm so sorry if I did anything that made that you upset." Made me so sad. It was really sad. And then, like the way that he sort of patted her on the She's back, like a and child. he was like, "He." It was a very father daughter sort of moment. Like, and he sort of stroked her back and was like, you have nothing to be regretful about or apologize for, I think, the world of you. And I think I tweeted and, like, my fiancé and I were talking about this and I saw some other people tweeting it. It felt more like a, I'm not going to live in the house anymore with your mom, but (laughs) that doesn't mean that I don't still really love you and it's not your fault. You know, like, it felt like that sort of moment where there's the calm, mature, paternal figure telling the young, confused girl yeah, who's scared. I think at the end of the day, okay. they did have a connection, but it was more of the, in the vein of the connection he had, like, with the twins in yeah. Paradise. It was like a mentor-mentee relationship. Yeah. They had fun. He was not ever going to say we should get engaged. I could not see that happening. No. Because no. she's not a she's not ready to be a partner to someone who's thirty six, which no, is fine. Yeah, I, I I think I tweeted something along the lines of like, this makes me really sad hearing Corinne say, "I'm sorry if I ever did anything to make you upset," and it also makes me really glad that I'm not twenty four anymore. I know, like it's a really telling example of how someone who seems really confident is actually doesn't have the life experience. To have a firm Which sense made of her me own like worth. her more. Honestly, I mm-hmm. found her quite empathetic in all of the craziness and super entertaining. And it's clear also that once she gets down to the final few women, that they all are pretty friendly with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, her exit was also just, just in, her, in the limo. So okay. funny. So in the limo, she I tried says, to write down as much of it as I, know, I could. There was a lot. It starts with her heart is ne- literally never going to be repaired. I just want to be loved the way it's supposed to be, the normal way, which like she's like don't why going can't on the bachelor I just... is not the best way to find yeah. that. She's like, why can't I just have a normal relationship? And you can just imagine all the producers being like, um, like, do you see do you us? See... <laughs> like, do you see what's happening You're right now? You're being filmed. You have a nanny. <laughs> like, should we go on? <laughs> and then she t- starts talking about how she tries to say the things that men want to hear. She tries to Ugh. be what they want. And and then she just has a little feminist awakening. She says, I'm done. I'm done trying to impress these men. I'm going to be me. I love that. And whatever happens, happens. But I will never kiss up to a man ever again in my life. You know what? And then she goes it. to sleep. It was so great. It was so great. Thank you, Corinne. <laughs> but, like, it's kind of crazy. Like, she starts with, like, I'm so heartbroken. My heart will never be repaired. And by the end, she's like, fuck Nick. I don't care. Like, I, I think she's I'm done. A, there's about a, a bottle of champagne from the beginning of that <laughs> to the end of it. Probably. She really, she played out the whole, the whole recovery from a breakup. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I think Corinne is going to be absolute gold in paradise. 
Yeah. I wrote I wrote at the end, this is extremely on brand. Like her whole exit was so on <laughs> brand. It's really just a great audition in itself to go on Paradise or to have her own like bonkers show. Like she was like, this is the gold I'm going to be giving you. I'm going to be the girl who's like, yeah, even better than the platinum vagine is. Yeah, and and this. she's the sort of like she says these lines that I appreciate, but she's used them before. She said like, I'm just going to be me. I'm going to be me, and like, that's fine. Like it, some people won't like it, but like I'm going to be me. That's kind of a Corinne thing to say, and now she's saying it again in this context as if it's a new thought. A lot of them say that. Like, take me or leave me. I feel like it's a very reality TV thing. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely not a unique to her. <laughs> but she she's presenting a lot of her own, like, I think that I'm amazing and I'm going to be myself and men are going to love it. That was her attitude through this whole thing. And now she's presenting it as if it's a revelation. She's just coming full circle. But I do hope that this means she's no longer going to put on a gigantic trench coat and squirt whipped cream on herself for men. Unless, Unless that's just that's her. what she wants to do because she personally enjoys it. I know. In it's that hard case, to power to you. But yeah, it sounds like from this speech that she does some of these things because she thinks it's what she's supposed to do rather than yeah. what she actually enjoys. And that gets you like pretty far. Like Nick said early on, she's very good at stimulating chemistry between us by doing things like squirting whipped cream on her boobs. So, well, you know, but Team Corn lives on. We yeah. will see her next week at Women Tell All. We will. I also realized they just do not give a shit about spoilers this season. I realized that we knew Corinne was going home because she was in all the photos with all the women filming Women Tell All. Right. And if you're the final two, yeah, you don't. You're not in you any of those go. photos. Raven and Vanessa were not in the photos. Rachel was, and Corinne was. Like, they, okay, they're so just yeah, over we it. Know. They're over it. It's just annoying because the it's nice to have the spoilers be a separate thing that you can partake Engage in with or if not. you want. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't care that spoilers are out there. Yeah, but I don't want to— But I don't to, need them I don't seek them out. <laughs> yeah, I, I've always preferred to consume my Bachelor in a pure, unadulterated form. I, I just wonder if this means ABC is kind of over it. Le- they're just like, let's lean into the drama— with this season, and then we'll get back to that, you know, beautiful love story. You got, you gave us Rachel. That's all we needed. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and after Buzz, uh, they've mentioned a couple times that they heard that the producers knew that Rachel was going to be the Bachelorette before they knew that Nick was going to be the Bachelor. So it seems yeah. like they're just riding high on the fact that she made it far enough that they could name her as Bachelorette. Like, they're like— you guys, it, it happened. Let's do this. Let, and everyone else is like, wait, what? The season isn't over. Like, They're like, no, 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 no. On to Rachel. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, but stick around. When we get back, we'll have even more on this half episode of The Bachelor. Stay with us. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. 
I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily... I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well balanced. I feel full after and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 and use code LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI 50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. 
The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Before we get back to the podcast, Emma, have you checked out our news quiz on Google Home? I haven't. What is it? It's like a weekly quiz on Google Home where you can just check out how closely you've been following HuffPost's top stories, including the most important ones, the Bachelor stories. That actually sounds pretty cool. Um, potentially more fun than some of the group dates this season, like the the shoveling poopy one. Yeah, they should definitely do a trivia night instead. It's This is sort of like it. Can I see the quiz in action? Yeah, let's try this question. 
Welcome to the HuffPost headline quiz. Let's see how up to date you are on the news. Here's your first question. Which contestant threw up during her one-on-one -on -one date with Nick? Is it A. Corinne B. Vanessa C. Christina D. Rachel B. Vanessa You got it. Wow. Remember when Vanessa threw up and Nick kissed her anyway? That's what we call true love, Claire. Romance at its best. So you're telling me there's a new quiz like this one every Friday? Yeah, if you have a Google Home, you should definitely try it out. You just say, OK, Google, talk to the Huffington Post, and the quiz will start. That sounds pretty sweet. Now, back to The Bachelor. OK, so then we are off to Finland, Finland. which actually looks pretty cool. And it looks amazing. It made me want to go to Finland. I know. And I don't usually feel that way about Bachelor destinations. I love Scandinavia. It's so beautiful. And I love snow, so, like, just these dates Yeah, it adorable. actually it looked really fun. And it's fun as a woman to do your makeup and hair and not have it immediately run off your face and frizz out. Like, the, the <laughs> women in their shots all look so, like, fresh. And they and look like, so cute with their little hats. And their little hats. Nick, unfortunately. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> first, up is, <laughs> first up is Raven. Um Nick uh, feels like he's not totally sure where he stands with her. So but he's very excited to see what can happen. In Finland. In, the uh, perfect place to make a connection. He he really doesn't say those things very much. No, but he did a little one for, yeah, for this. Yeah, he's resistant. Yeah. But I so, was like, you you may be onto something. Finland looks really fucking cool. Oh, yeah. They fly up in a helicopter. What were the animals that were below them. I kept wanting to say muskox. Please don't <laughs> quote me on that. I have no idea. Reindeer? Nick is saying reindeer. Nick, our, our producer. producer, Nick. Um, I'm Googling pictures of muskox. <laughs> and I feel like they they could have you know, been reindeer. It was an odd. It, it was an interesting angle. It was well. hard to tell. But that It was sort cool. of the angle that you might shoot them at from out of a helicopter if you were Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. <laughs> um, you don't really need to know what kind of animal it is. You just need to... Anyway, where did my notes go? I'm now looking at pictures of muskox, and they're quite hairy. Well, we'll get... Okay, let's okay. get back to Finland. So they are going to see what I I wrote down is Urho Kekkonen National Park. I'm so sorry to all our Finnish <laughs> listeners. Please tell me how I to say that. I wasn't even going to try. Yeah. Um, it looks very beautiful. They're in the most adorable red helicopter. Why don't they make more helicopters for yeah, aesthetic? It, just, it looked great. It was a, There were a lot of also very beautiful shots. Like you could just – I felt like the Bachelor crew was excited to get to shoot in such a beautiful place. Yeah. Like they don't always get to do a cool snowscape like no. this. Um, and then they go to a bar. And they play darts, which looked I'm, like fun. Raven describes it as a local Finnish pub, which I just love because <laughs> what other kind would it be? Like, we're going to a McDonald's in Finland or like we're going to odd. a Finnish pub, but um, it's not local. It's not local. <laughs> we actually had to take the helicopter specifically hundreds of miles just to get to this pub and then we're going to fly back. Um, but this, she enjoys the local yeah, color. Yeah, and this date, I felt like we got to actually see, and last date, too, that they had some some chemistry yeah. with, with him and Raven. She called him Nicholas, which I actually thought was cute. <laughs> it, 
<laughs> it kind of reminded me a little bit of when Corinne was calling him Nickelodeon, which is not a fair comparison. <laughs> um, and they do have like a good vibe. I like that this season we are seeing some more conversations that aren't just the big conversations. Like we're seeing them joking around together. We're seeing them talk about how they would divide up chores. Um, That was one of my favorite conversations that we've ever seen on this show. Someone said that this was a feminism fail because Nick – like someone tweeted this at me because Nick asked if she could fold laundry. And I was like – No, I disagree because in the context he was saying this is what I'm good at. I hate this chore. I'll do the ironing. Yeah, like, like they were dividing. And that's like, a very this is feminist an arrangement. Division of labor. This is honestly a turn on. I'm very into this. Yeah, like I wish that I had more conver. You know, it's never too late to have conversations <laughs> like that. But like, I cook. He does the dishes. He prefers doing the dishes, and I prefer cooking. It's a great, equitable arrangement that makes everyone happy. I don't think that's that's a, a problem. And I love that he asks if she can fold laundry because he doesn't like it. She's, like, she's I like, I literally own a boutique. Yeah, literally that's all I do all day. <laughs> um, but yeah, do you know me at all, Nick? Um, he's like, nah, in fact, no. He's like, I can iron. And she says, no, you should steam. They get into an argument about like ironing the crisp um pleat into into a pant leg she's against it he's for i don't think i've ever seen him wear something like with a crisp uh no. edge like that um but i like how this information uh, how this conversation started too because he's like you know i like a girl like with a big personality and like who's like someone i can talk to i don't really care if like she can like cook or whatever and I'm, so like the vibe I'm getting from that conversation is I want her to know that my partner will not just be a servant to me. That's <laughs> yeah. not my my concern. It's like, well, that's kind of my baseline expectation. <laughs> yeah, you're like, good. Glad we clarified that. <laughs> yeah, because I, I'm just learning that you might have that expectation for the first time in 2017. <laughs> um, Nick also says their relationship is like a choose-your-own-adventure book where every choice is amazing. Oh, my God. I miss that. <laughs> It was That's the line. attention grabbing. I was, it's one of those moments where I just think of how much Nick has been on the show and how familiar he is with the cliches. And I just imagine him being like, I'm going to say this in a different way. I'm not just going to say it's amazing. And then he still ends with amazing. But he's like, I know. It's like, it's like one of those books. It's a choose your own adventure book where you have like the different <laughs> options. But then. Every option. Every option is a good, is a good option. option. It's not like real choose your own adventure books where every option is like, and then you get drowned by the evil sea captain. Try again. Um, choose your own adventure books are traumatizing. Traumatizing. <laughs> I, I have like very distinct memories of a book called Kidnapped, and you had to escape from a kidnapping. Wait, what? Yeah, it was a choose your own adventure book. That's not an adventure. Well, it, it could be, but mostly <laughs> you just got like murdered by the kidnappers. Wait, that, that's or you I drowned don't know while what escaping. This is, but that is not a normal choose your own adventure book. But like that is fair. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you've ever read Kidnapped, a choose your own adventure story, hit me up. Um, so then they get into a sort of more serious discussion at dinner. Where Nick is wearing a turtleneck, Sw- a turtleneck sweater, <laughs> like a it's fluffy... a very intense turtleneck. It's not like it's not a, 
even a tight turtleneck or or like a halfway like he has no neck. This turtleneck is, <laughs> it is the, like the whole all neck the way up to his up to chin. His chin. <laughs> and it is f- chunky and sort of oatmeal colored. Choice. It's very you know. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's gray. It's gray. Oh, gray. No, yeah. I think it was like taupe. Was it? He was no. wearing gray earlier. I really think it was gray. Okay. Yeah. It's hard to tell, but either way, it's a bold choice and it makes it really makes his face look more red and it looks like he has no neck it's just it is so unflattering (laughs) and i just can't with it like nick what are you doing this is the fantasy suite Uh, last night uh producer nick pointed out that it's kind of like drake's turtleneck (laughs) in hotline bling also not attractive. I'm sorry. No, but also that's accurate. But I kind of wonder after his conversation with Andy if he's trying to head off any sexual like shenanigans at the past. He's like, really? <laughs> this? this? You want to have sex with this? <laughs> Best form of birth control out there. <laughs> I like it was so distracting, which is a shame because the, the Raven is ready to tell him these really intimate things about herself and about yeah. her feelings for him. And he's just sitting there with his red face on top of this. My notes beige are literally sweater. like he he's made it so easy for Raven to love him. What is with Nick's sweater in all caps? <laughs> <laughs> and like a big theme of her uh, emotional state during this date is I want to finally have an orgasm with Nick and then it then he shows up in this sweater and it's like that guy can't give you an orgasm right so we do we learn um, a couple things about Raven's past first she's been uh, sexually intimate with just her ex who she dated for a few years two two years, two years. Uh, and also she's never had an orgasm and I tweeted that that felt concerning to me. She she also said she's never said I love you. And I was like, eh, never saying I love you. That's one thing. I don't know. Two years. Well, that clearly was a bad relationship. But we also know that because he cheated on her and she proceeded to beat the shit out of him with a stiletto. So, like, I feel like her expectations for his faithfulness should have been a little lower (laughs) considering the apparent dysfunction of this relationship. Um, But, yes. Someone tweeted back at me, like, is that really that you know, disappointing that she hasn't had an orgasm. It's not that unusual. And I was like, I don't think it's necessarily unusual given the the state of the way we, you know, encourage women to not know their own bodies and their own pleasure and and the way that we have terrible sex education in this country. But it is still concerning and disappointing to me. I not as it's no personal failing at all, but I just I think we need to I don't know. Get on my fucking soapbox. Like, we need to create a society where women explore their sexual pleasure on their own. And they know how to make themselves orgasm. And they know then what they need from a partner to do that. I know. And, like, I'm not going to get into this whole – I'm going to try not to – this whole, like, the female orgasm is elusive and difficult to find. But, like, most men have been – exploring their own orgasms for a long time before they start a sexual relationship. Women should be doing the same thing. We should be— And we should encourage women to do that. And we should because, you know, most women are going to have a hard time just, like, having a guy pound down there and then something happens. It's—you need to know what your body needs. From what we've heard of Raven's ex, he sounds like just like a get in there, get himself off. Yeah. 
get out. But even for guys who care a lot, it can be hard to know what steps to take if you yourself don't know what gets you off what and what works you like. for you. Yeah, that's like, true. Yeah. And um, so and she's putting a lot of pressure on this night with Nick. Um, that it's going to be the night that she orgasms. Like every girl, she says, like every girl wants those fireworks. Tonight's and they're both the so visibly nervous. Also, I know that's not <laughs> a good starting point for an orgasm. And also, she's kind of using the lack of an orgasm to symbolize the the lack. She's in like, her oh, I, I must have not had an orgasm because I didn't trust him. Yeah, I don't think. That's necessarily connected. I mean, you know, it it can be. You might hold yourself be. back, uh, but also. But you don't want to go into a new relationship thinking if I don't orgasm, it means that it means there's an wrong. emotional failing here. Yeah, right, right. I, I don't necessarily think connecting those two things too much is productive. Yeah, so that was kind of hard to see. I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted get to- <laughs> Raven over to Babeland. I know. Have a little conversation. There's just like a lot of high end, very aesthetically pleasing sex toys out there now. Yeah, they don't. We'll have just to send look her like the one that looks zany. like the necklace. Oh have God. you seen this? <laughs> no. Oh, that yeah. sounds great. You can have it. No, with it's you actually everywhere. it's actually really pretty. Ooh, it is. It looks like a a sort of like a bullet bullet necklace but it's a bullet of pleasure and it gives only (laughs) orgasms yeah so um that if raven ever comes on this podcast that's what we'll gift her with uh Um, no but i i really like raven and i thought that their exchange was generally very sweet and her confession of love was actually really nice and personal i've i've been trying to write my vows so i was feeling really um intimidated by this <laughs> you were like she did this after knowing this guy for like 7 weeks i know i was like tr- take my, all my my vow drafts <laughs> like control select delete um she says you know that, that he gives her this feeling that's been growing ever since they first met and it's a feeling of comfort and she says, oh, I'm, oh. this is a little cringy, but her daddy told her when she was a little girl, he prayed that she would have an easy love. But that's, it's a sweet sentiment. It is. And I, I think that that is a good thing to want for your kids. And I think a lot of parents do want that um, because most people will find love of some sort, but some are easier for your life than others. Um, and she talks about Bella and how... You know, seeing Nick with his younger sister made her believe that he would be a great father and that she says, you've made it so easy for for me to love you. Yeah. And that's such a sweet, it's really a sweet sentiment. And you could also tell that Nick really appreciated how, yeah. how personal that was. I think obviously there's a lot of platitudes and it really stands in contrast to what we saw with Corinne's confession of love last week yeah where you could see her looking off camera to the producers clearly being like yeah now's the time yeah um and she she just seemed sort of uncomfortable and unwilling right and this was like oh Raven's really thought about this and she really wants to say this thing and he he says I appreciate how deeply she thought about her words before she said them yeah he's someone who really appreciates people who consider what they're going to say. That was a big thing with Liz. Back, way back when Liz was a thing, <laughs> that he felt like she hadn't thought about what she was going to say to him. Um, and so he definitely appreciates that Raven has put a lot of thought into what she's going to say. And she says, I love you. 
And I love that they sort of showed the aftermath of Nick's response to that. Like sometimes they would cut away there and they show her sort of fanning herself and being like, I feel clammy. Like I'm so nervous. I hope you know that I really meant that. And he's sort of like, no, I get it. And she's like, good. Um, They show this sort of awkward post-declaration moment, which feels really authentic. And then he offers her the fantasy suite key. It is the only hotel room that uses a key from the the, the, 17th century. (laughs) There is like one prong on there. You, it's you not could, really secure. It's not you, a very you could jimmy room. that with like a ballpoint pen. <laughs> uh, and Raven says she would love to spend this time with Nick. And his response is, wow. <laughs> the, ever since the, the love declaration, he was just getting progressively redder and shinier. So red. I, I wonder and they're if, also uh, drinking red wine. Oh, God. Uh, and, and she takes this, this moment to just remind him, like, she's only been with one person and he never— Gave her an orgasm. And he's like, and he's, I really wish I hadn't worn this sweater. Like, what was I thinking? <laughs> and he starts sort of giggling and turning red and says, "He, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I I really felt for Nick in that moment. Like, that, that's some that's some pressure to put on someone, um, especially because it's a it's a one time thing. It's not like the beginning of a relationship. It's like we're going to do this once and Maybe more if you like how it goes. Like, you know, like it's like an audition. And she's loading it with all this additional um, expectation and baggage. And so we see some previews of next week um, where it seems like maybe it doesn't end in the most smooth way. It's hard to tell if they just cut that deceptively or if yeah, the expectations got the best of them. But it looked like they were settling in very nice. It's very frustrating that they are separating Cutting the fantasy this up. I know. sweet nights. I know. Um, it's one of my favorite episodes, usually. It's a good one. Yeah. Because I like the morning after shots. <laughs> we're probably still going to yeah. get those, it looks like. And Raven says that she thinks the fantasy suite is a much bigger deal for her than the other women because she's only been sexually active with one man and she takes sex very seriously. Which might be true. It might be. Or it might be a ton of assumptions about the other women. Um, but Raven is uh, an old-fashioned girl in certain ways, and I respect that. Um, I, I, do, I did see a lot of myself in her in, in these scenes. Um, because I was a very inexperienced dater at one point in New York, and it was very intimidating <laughs> having to have those conversations with people, and she handled it very well. Um, yeah, so next week we're going to have Rachel's date. We're going to have— uh, And you could—well, obviously we, again, I feel fairly certain that Rachel's going home next week. I feel like she's going to pull back a little bit. And I think that Nick is going to get— maybe a little insecure that she's mm-hmm. not it's going to be that classic thing of like you're just not giving enough you have your walls up yeah and i just you know we can't move i don't see our relationship moving forward at the pace of the other yeah. ones because raven really dove in this episode she was like i love you let's have sex i hope that you're the first man to ever <laughs> give me make me feel orgasm. real pleasure and i can't see rachel jumping in with quite that level of openness, given what we've seen of her. And she's also, look, she's a bit older. You have a little bit more scar tissue Mm -hmm. um, when you have more dating experience. 
Yeah. And she's also very someone who's very thoughtful. And I, I could see getting to that point and being a little bit like, am I sure this is right? This is like a pretty intense thing I'm stepping closer towards Mm -hmm. getting engaged on national TV. Like, I could see getting in your own head at at this point in the game. Yeah. And while it seems like his relationship with Vanessa is a little bit rockier, she has opened up to him more in terms of They had a very instant connection. She's also exactly his type. Yeah. Like, I just, I I can't quite move past that. I think that that. Rachel is very much his type, too, but he is so... thirsty for affirmation because he is afraid that he will feel sure of how someone feels and be wrong. And so he needs to hear people verbalizing that. And Vanessa has done that already. And she didn't like how that conversation went, but I'm sure that Nick is very happy that it happened. Right. He feels um, confident that she won't reject him. Right. Yeah. And now with Raven as well. And I'm not sure he's going to get that affirmation from Rachel and I bet that's why we see her um exiting. Yeah. And also like we know she's the bachelorette. I she needs to exit <laughs> because it's just yeah, it's just like, too we don't many. want obviously don't want her in the final two that takes all the fun out of it. Yeah. And if she's in the final two, the only way to surprise us would be to have him pick her and then be like surprise it didn't work out. <laughs> and I, I just I can't see that, see that happening. happening. Yeah. Uh, which is a shame because I love their relationship. But we're going to get to see so much more fun with Rachel in the future. And next week, gird so we, your loins. Oh, God. We have so, the second hour of Fantasy Suites and then two, two hours of I, Women at Tell first, All. first, I thought, like, oh, joy. They realized Women Tell All only needs to be an hour. This is amazing. And then it's, <laughs> nope. Nope. It's just going till 11. And it's just going to be, like— Taylor Corinne show, I feel like, because that was the Ugh. only real tension that we saw. I don't I don't think it's a good look for either of them. No, me neither. And they're both more interesting without that drama. Yeah, they're both it, it brings out the worst in both of them, and I'm not excited to see that revisited. Me too. Um but everyone get ready. We will have lots to say about that next week. Uh yeah, and and next week I think we're gonna have Two very special guests, so yeah, get excited. But if you if we only have one, please don't be disappointed. <laughs> It'll still be really fun. And now, welcome to Feminism Fails, where we rate the most cringeworthy anti-lady moments of the week on our very own patented Feminism Fail Scale. One, you do you, bro. Two, that's questionable. Three, not cool people. Four, the 1950s are back. Five, gender equality is straight up dead. And now feminism fails. And we're getting to the point in the season when we see a lot of self-inflicted feminism fails, which is mostly what we saw this episode. First, Corinne immediately apologizes for upsetting Nick after he dumps her, even though she really didn't do anything wrong. Uh, We're going to give this a four to society for making women feel like maintaining relationships is their duty. And if something goes wrong, they have to apologize. Not your fault, Corinne. And our second and final feminism fail is whatever terrible sex ed left Raven in her mid-20s and orgasm-free. We're going to give that one a four because we think all women should A, uh, be educated about their bodies and their sexual pleasure and be be 
you know, encouraged to experiment and masturbate in a, you know, healthy, safe way. Um, so, yeah, society is just getting yeah. some big feminism fail points this week. F society. That's what I say. <laughs> and now on to our tweet of the week. Uh, going with our orgasm theme, this one comes from Olivia Creedy, one of our favorite guests and also a great Bachelor tweeter at Olivia Creedy. Make America orgasm again. Yeah, that's a slogan we can get behind. And before we go, we're just going to give a very special shout out to one of our listeners, Tal Davis, who is a grade eight student in my friend Danya's class. That's pretty cool. Grade eight. (laughs) I guess this really is a family podcast. (laughs) Thanks for listening, Tal. Yes, please keep listening. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our producer, Nick Offenberg, and our guest, No One, because Claire and I are enough. Yes, we are enough. And in celebration of that, please find Here to Make Friends on iTunes, subscribe, and give us a rating and review. We're also on Facebook. You can like us there. And you can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emily Rose. Or you can send us an email at here to make friends at huffingtonpost.com. Thanks for listening, and definitely keep your ears peeled for a special bonus later this week. Want even more Bachelor stories in your life? Sign up for HuffPost's entertainment email for even more roses. More roses. More virtual roses. More most dramatic moments ever. Juicy celeb news, hilarious late night bits, uh, and also some awards show coverage and more. Yeah, it's not all Bachelor out there, but a lot of it is. To subscribe, tap the image on the ACAST player, or if you have no idea what we're talking about, just go to bit.ly slash entnewsletter. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash entnewsletter. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack, fragrance, jewelry, Luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.